Welcome to 15 Minutes to Wellness by the American Council on Exercise. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, the ACE Senior Fitness Consultant for Behavioral Sciences and your host for this series. My goal today and for every podcast in the series is to discuss some small steps you can take to help you better your life and find happiness through health. In each broadcast in the series, I'll interview a new health and fitness expert. I also want to welcome the hundreds of thousands of folks searching for positive ways to make health, nutrition, and fitness a part of their daily, hectic, busy, tight, and budgeted lives. Welcome. I'm delighted to be able to introduce a good friend of mine, Dr. Nicholas Denubili, who's an orthopedic surgeon, a clinical associate professor in the Department of Orthopedic Surgery at the University of Pennsylvania, my alma mater, and chairman of the Department of Orthopedic Surgery at Delaware County Memorial Hospital. Nick is so much more than this. He's a very, very good friend of the American Council on Exercise, having served as its chief medical officer. He is the best-selling author of the Framework series of health and wellness books. He's also the executive producer and host of the award-winning national PBS television special, Your Body's Framework. For people on the East Coast who follow this Philadelphia 76ers basketball team, they know Dr. Denubili as the orthopedic consultant to the team. He's also the orthopedic consultant to the Pennsylvania Ballet. Dr. Denubili has been special advisor to the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports. He's advised two United States presidents on matters of health and health policy and has been a contributor to the Surgeon General's report on physical activity and health, one of the best doctors in America, according to every list out there, named a U.S. News and World Report top doc. And if it has to do with health and wellness and medical care, particularly how the body functions in terms of injuries, then you've heard Dr. Denubili quoted. Nick, it's good to have you with us. Thank you. It's great to be here, Michael. I really appreciate this. So we're talking to folks who are interested in how to improve their health, their fitness, their happiness, their wellness. And that obviously involves medical care. So let's start by talking at the very beginning, why are people going to doctors today? Well, there's a, there's a wide variety of reasons that people are going to doctors, but something interesting happened, and it's a lot of the research I've done and writing I've done uh, took note of this in the late 90s. Um, you know, when you think back, you would figure, well, why do people go to doctors? And I guess most people would say, well, the, probably the number one reason is the common cold. And that makes a lot of sense. But for those of us who track data and look at these kinds of things, including the CDC data, around the, the turn of the century, around 2000, something interesting happened. Musculoskeletal ailments surpassed the common cold as the number one reason that people uh, would seek medical care in our nation. So let, let, let's break that down. That's a fancy word, musculoskeletal injuries. What does that mean for the average person? Yes, it's, it's people would be having problems with their muscles, their bones, their joints, their lower backs, their knees, their shoulders. And when you add all that up, it was the reason people were showing up in droves. And it got me thinking about it. And because I realized a lot of it was driven by the baby boomers and, and the aging population that I coined the term boomeritis, which, you know, it was all over the world for, for a while. Uh, people love that term. And it really was all about the, the vulnerabilities that happen with your body with age. But it was interesting because we thought it was 
just a fluke or a trend, but that has consistently been there since then, that, that it's on the rise. So people are breaking down, and I have a lot of theories on this that we can talk about. It's very interesting, but what it means is that we, we're not only trying to keep people active and fit, but often we're trying to do this with people whose bodies are not necessarily cooperating. And I'm not saying that these sore muscles, bones, and joints are an excuse to go to the sidelines and become sedentary. Absolutely not. In fact, fitness and exercise helps all of these ailments. It's just you have to think differently about how you train your body and, and almost prevent some of these along the way. So it, it's an important issue. And anybody who works, anybody who's trying to get fit, especially if you're over the age of 40, like gray hairs and wrinkles, your body's going to go through some predictable changes that make you a little more vulnerable and you just got to be smarter. But we're also seeing it young, you know, anybody who coaches youth sports, we're seeing explosions of injuries at that end as well. So just about at every point in the life cycle, you have to be smarter about your frame. And this is what prompted this whole framework idea I had about how do you how do you have a body that's going to hold up as long as you do? Because we're living longer, we're looking better. And I think that if you take good care of yourself, and if you're a little bit lucky, longevity is not the issue. It's really the durability, and how's your body going to hold up? You talk about endurance a great deal, and I want to get into that. I'm curious, though, in terms of the injuries to our muscles and joints and, and so forth, the American Council on Exercise is committed to eradicating the obesity epidemic by the year 2035, and you're part of the team that's working on this with us. We know that people who are overweight have difficulties with knees and ankles and their core. Talk a little bit about the role that weight plays in this. Well, being being overweight and carrying extra pounds is, is a major contributor to this rise in musculoskeletal ailments. It's not just about aging or sports. The obesity epidemic in this country, whether it's in adults or kids, is absolutely a factor in your body breaking down and wearing down. And it's for a variety of reasons. I mean, number one that's that makes the most sense and is easiest to understand is that you're carrying this extra weight. For example, for every extra pound that you carry, your knee reads it as five to seven pounds. Say that's a big statement. That's a huge statement. For every extra pound you carry, your knee reads it as five to seven pounds. So wow. small amounts of weight gain place tremendous uh, force on your joints. And, it, and being overweight not only is a primary cause of arthritis, especially in the knees and hips, but it also, if you have arthritis, it will progress more rapidly. So it not only causes osteoarthritis, but you'll have a more rapid progression. Now, the good news here is it works the other way. And this is how I try to motivate people who are carrying a lot of weight that it may just seem daunting for them to try to shed those pounds, but it works the other way. For every pound you lose, your knee thinks you lost five to seven pounds. You're not going to get that deal anywhere. I don't care where you go. So so small amounts, small amounts can make a big difference. And that's how you have to start with this. With that, you can't just try to lose it all instantly because that never works. Nick, let's look at this in terms of the average person having that really sink in because this is definitely going to motivate somebody listening to you today to absolutely think through and consider behavior change. Let's say it the way you just said it. If I'm in the gym and I lift a five-pound dumbbell in my weaker hand, that's exactly the pressure that I'm putting on my knee when I gain one pound of weight. That's an astonishing statistic. I want our listeners to hear that 
And I want them to hear what you're saying about that. That's incredible. It's absolutely so. And and this is why you can wear joints down more rapidly when you're carrying that extra weight. It's, it's, it's imagine just carrying a backpack day and night with you. And it's not just your knees. It's your lower back. Interestingly, obesity is linked to rotator cuff tears as well. We think, well, carrying extra weight, how could that affect your shoulder? But remember, obesity is not just a mechanical issue. It's a metabolic issue as well. And when you're carrying extra weight, fatty tissue, it's pro-inflammatory. So you get inflammatory changes throughout your body that can be damaging to your entire musculoskeletal system, your tendons, even in your shoulder, remote. You know, you're not walking on your arms usually. So why would... (laughs) Usually. (laughs) No, and even smoking is the same kind of thing. If you want to talk about behavioral change, we all know the bad effects of smoking on your heart and lungs. But were you aware that smokers have a much higher incidence of back pain and disc problems in their back, higher incidence of rotator cuff tears, higher incidence of a variety of musculoskeletal ailments. If they have spinal fusions, they're much less likely to heal. And in fact, most spine surgeons won't do spinal fusions on somebody until they stop smoking because their risk is too high. So these lifestyle changes that we talk about can impact your body in so many ways. If you know you take those few steps to put down the cigarettes and get off the couch and lose a few pounds, you're helping your body in so many ways. And, and that's how your body's going to hold up over time. Now, I have a question. One of the ideas of our 28-day transformation program is that these types of behaviors, such as obesity and so forth, are contagious, that the social circles that we hang out in influence us in some way. The husband's obese, he's overeating, the wife tends to do the same thing. But what about injuries? Do you see that like a couple who are no longer exercising, in a sense, are influencing each other to be more prone to injury? Well, yes, in that being fit is protective against injury. But, you know, remember, exercise is a medicine. And like any medicine, you can work at both ends of the the spectrum. It, if you're if you're doing it wrong, if you're doing too much of it, it can be uh, like a medicine can become a poison at a high dose. So we see people who are pushing their bodies too hard, where they get into trouble with injuries. We see kids who are you know one sport only year round, where they burn themselves out both psychologically and physically, and they give up sports for life. So you got to find that happy meeting and and medium. And I guess you could say that it's contagious in that way because behavior is contagious. And we know that the parents' influence on children are are, are tremendous. If you have two sedentary parents, the likelihood that that kid is going to be a couch potato and get into problems with obesity, which which is, you know, at that young age, there's cancer rates with higher cure rates than obesity in terms of getting rid of that obesity. Once you have it as a kid, you're you're fighting it for life. So if we can prevent that, but if you have two parents who are obese and who are sedentary, the child is much more likely to be the same. And if you have even one parent exercising, that kid is more likely to be fit and active. And if you have both parents, especially the mother, believe it or not, the mother has a slightly higher advantage on the influence, believe it or not. I'm not sure why. But the ideal thing is to have both parents setting that example, making it a habit, making it part of their family routines, and so on. I want to ask you about the children and sports and sports injuries. You're the uh, orthopedic consultant to the Philadelphia 76ers basketball team, the Pennsylvania Ballet. You are the editor of the Physician and Sports Medicine Journal. But before I turn back to kids, you mentioned osteoarthritis 
uh, rheumatoid arthritis is getting a lot of attention these days. A lot of people think, oh, you know, my joints hurt. I, I don't. I better not exercise. I could hurt myself more. Dr. Denubli, what do you say to people who say that? Well, <laughs> that they're wrong, that exercise, uh, <laughs> a, 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 they're absolutely wrong. And you can't just go out and do what everybody else is doing necessarily. You might need a modified program. And that's where we need fitness professionals and personal trainers to become more knowledgeable about how do you train the body when it has these issues, these musculoskeletal, muscle, bone, and joint issues. And you have to be smarter about how you train it. But absolutely, a well-designed exercise program will will help these conditions. It will not harm them. And it may hurt a little when you do it. And you have to learn, you start to learn the difference between harm and hurt, something we always do with athletes all along, with pro athletes. There's a big difference you know all the and I'm 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 not the Sixers doc anymore I was for 12 years but you know a guy like Allen Iverson who was one of the toughest athletes ever to play in any sport and even USA today picked him I think next to uh, Brett Favre as the number 2 uh, toughest athlete of all time Allen he just wanted to know am I going to harm myself or is it just going to hurt to be out there if it's just hurt and I can put up with it that's fine and 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 for us it's we have to learn that distinction between it might hurt a little bit but you're not going to do any harm to yourself. And when people have arthritis and they start moving that joint that hasn't moved or trying to get some strength back on it, it may hurt a little bit and there may be some soreness afterwards. And you might overdo it and you have to change the way you do it or cut back the way you do it. But if you stick with it, you're going to feel better. You're definitely going to feel better. One of the things that's really important here that that you're talking about is how you think about it. There's a difference between telling yourself, I'm going to hurt myself excuse me, harm myself, to use your words. But if it hurts a bit, that doesn't mean that you're harming yourself. A couple of weeks ago, I was lifting my 10-year-old grandson. And as I'm lifting, my wife, Paula, who's an ACE-certified trainer, said, bend your knees, and it was too late. And I lifted this kid up, and oh my goodness, did I feel a pain. Well, I took a couple of weeks off. I didn't have a relapse from my exercise. I just slowed down. And I think your message is, it may hurt a little bit, but you're not harming yourself. That's a great message, Nick. And I think people with arthritis uh, need to keep that in mind. Check with your doctors what you're saying. Adjust your program. Redefine what you're doing. Not as giving up altogether, but there's always something you can do to keep moving, right? That's correct. And especially talk to your doctor or, or see a doctor who's familiar with keeping you active. You know, you don't want the doctor who's going to say, oh, if it hurts when you do it, don't do it anymore. That's the worst thing. You, you want to find out what it is and see if you can work around it. And maybe even some physical therapy can be really helpful. You know, in my framework books, you know, the original framework book was all about this. How do you extend the warranty on your frame? After all, you know, in, in less than 100 years, uh, we've almost doubled the life expectancy. At the, you know, in 1900, you know, the life expectancy was 46. Now, with a little luck, you know, we're living into our 80s. So we've, in a short period of time, doubled the life expectancy. Well, evolution's not fast enough to give you a frame that's going to hold up. So my, my theory is that we've outlived the warranties on our frame. So how do you get that extended warranty? And you, Interestingly, it isn't just about exercise. In my book, I talk about the role of nutrition. You know, what you put in your mouth, the choices you make every day with the things you put in your mouth affect your frame. They do. Your mindset, something you know much better than I, but I see this every day. You know when you walk in a room with a patient who's going to 
succeed and who isn't. It it may not be their diagnosis. It's their mindset, the the positive mindset, dealing with stress. We're all under stress, learning to manage stress in your life. Stress is a poison on your body, and it's not just on your heart. It's not going to give you a heart attack or possibly your immune system and lead to cancer. It, it, It affects people. Ask anybody with neck pain, back pain. I think just about any orthopedic issue, if you're under a lot of stress, it's going to you're going to take this the long way back from that injury and you can and your mindset can change that so i try to be holistic in my approach and how do you you know all the things everything you can do nutrition exercise learning to work around the ailments i try to put a lot of workarounds in and that prompted you know the full books on the knee the shoulder and the and the lower back that really show you not only preventive measures in those areas but also the workarounds nick you are filled with information and we have just about a minute left. I have a quick, I want to talk about kids. We'll have to have you back. But I have a quick question. Someone goes to the physician. You just said this. The doctor says, you know, stop working out. What do we do with doctors whose advice is so simplistic? Uh, you're going to hurt yourself. Just stay in bed. You know, what do we do with that? You know, being sedentary is not an option. It's, it's as dangerous to your health as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. So what do you suggest to patients? So what do, you, what do you tell the patient to tell the doctor? Well, you might love that doctor and you want to stick with them for everything else, but maybe you find a doc who's a little more open-minded, who can direct you in, in terms of exercise to get you to a good personal trainer or to a physical therapist if you have some uh, hurdles to clear to get into exercise where it might be more of a challenge for you. But you got to find a way to, to move. And I can't think of any ailment where where you don't want people doing something, honestly. But it, it, you, you have to be creative. You're the voice of that. And if people want more information from a doctor who's open-minded, who supports uh, f- personal training, uh, especially uh, ACE-certified personal training and ACE-certified health coaches, you're not going to find anyone better than uh, Nicholas Denubili, who is in private practice in Havertown, Pennsylvania. Clinical associate professor, Department of Orthopedic Surgery at the University of Pennsylvania, on all the TV shows and all the magazines, uh, radio programs. Uh, He's one of the most quoted doctors in America. If people want more information, Nick, they can reach you at www.drnickdrnick.com, and they should follow you like I do at at DrNickUSA. Dr. Danubali, it has been an honor to have you as a guest on 15 Minutes to Wellness. I really appreciate all your information. Thank you so much. Michael, thank you for what you're doing to get the word out there. And let's do it again. There's a lot of great information we got to get out there. You bet. Take care, my friend. Be well. Thank you. And uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. As always, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and continue your journey to health and fitness by visiting acefit.com where you can find everything you need to live your most fit and healthy life. You can explore thousands of healthy recipes, health and fitness videos and articles, uh, workout plans, health programs, creative ways you can get your family moving, and really expert insight on a wide range of topics. Join me next time on 15 Minutes to Wellness, which you can find at acefit.com slash fitcasts. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, thanking you for being with us on 15 Minutes to Wellness. Wellness.